Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. Today, I'm here with Emily Vaughn. Hi. <laughs> So where in Florida are you originally from? I'm actually from Merritt Island. It's oh. Like, yeah, it's kind of by NASA. It's like the smallest little island of 3,000 people. Wow. Yeah, and like, it's actually, it's a Kennedy Space Center technically is what oh it's called. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Wait, so, so like, your parents, so what is, how did your parents move there? So my dad is an aircraft mechanic and oh. originally was trying to work for NASA. Yeah. But then he ended up just working for the airline. <laughs> so now he works for American Airlines. A little bit anticlimactic, but hey. <laughs> how about your mom? Uh, my mom actually is retired now, but she was an art teacher and oh. she did music as well when she was younger. She was a little pop artist in the 80s. No way. <laughs> yeah. Is her, could people find her stuff? No, actually all of her stuff is like on cassettes and I would like go through and oh like listen to her cute little cassettes. What did it sound like? It was honestly kind of like 80s like glam pop, like Paula Abdul kind of like Michael oh, Jackson that's vibe. So cool. Yeah, like it was super cute. I was like, bitch, I need a remaster of this. <laughs> Did she take it seriously though? She did, yeah. I mean, that's what she wanted to do. And I'm assuming, like, gigging back then was probably so much different than doing it now. Mm. And, like, the amount of work it took, like, to get a song, I can't even imagine. Oh my gosh, yeah. Was she with the label and everything? No, she just did it. Oh, so she did it. Okay. She was mostly, like, she mostly did art. So, like, if that's right, that makes any sense in my creative brain. (laughs) Yeah, she mostly did art and she went to school and, like, graduated and got her degree. And then she was an art teacher and, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so cool though. So we're every, like pretty much everyone in our community was like NASA focused or like space focused or pretty much like there's yeah. really nothing going on like musically or like creatively really in in Merritt Island. It's mostly like you know people going there to either like work for NASA or like just retire by the beach. <laughs> oh, like love Florida, but love LA. <laughs> How do you describe your personality back then growing up? Growing up. Man, I don't even, I moved around a bunch growing up because my, obviously my dad worked for the airlines, he was like moving around, so I was in Tampa, Merritt Island, Cocoa Beach, Fort Lauderdale, like just kind of all over Florida, so I was homeschooled for a bit of it, Mm -hmm. so maybe a little bit antisocial and awkward, but also creative and fun, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so still me actually. Mm -hmm. Did you meet a lot of people your age growing up though? Um, Yeah, I did, like moving around I was meeting different people, but kind of my... One of my like best friends still to this day, Caitlin, she is like, we're always together. She's a flight attendant, so we both fly around and like meet each other places. She's come to like all of my shows. She's Whoa. been in all my music videos. Are you her buddy pass or? No, I'm just oh. not my dad's. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I will yeah, be yeah, eventually course. on her buddy pass though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she has like come to all of my shows. She's in all my music videos. Like, um, she, I met her when I was like eight and so We've been best friends since then, mm-hmm. and like no matter where we were living, like we haven't lived in the same place since we were 18. We see each other like every month, That's so, so cool. I've always had like a core group of people. Mm-hmm. I feel like best friends. How did but, you get into photography early on? Um, so I went to when I was homeschooled in Merritt Island. I dual enrolled at a college called BCC, and I was just trying to like take all the creative classes I could. So I took a bunch of photography classes and ended mm-hmm. up graduating high school with my certificate in photography low-key. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, if you need me to shoot your wedding, I got you. <laughs> We're singing it, I don't know. Um, 
but yeah, so I started doing that and I think it actually low-key kind of helps with music stuff because knowing like how to shoot other people has made it kind of so I am able and more mm. comfortable to like be in front of a camera and like model and stuff even though like I'm not a model or a photographer but like obviously for my artist stuff yeah. I always want to have like branding and photos and videos so I definitely think it actually helped. Do you think back then that you would make photography a career? I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really thought that would be what I would do. Like doing weddings for... Yeah, because, I mean, it's it's just more plausible yeah, from, like, what I true. thought growing up. Like, I didn't really know if I could make music a career. So it was like, I literally didn't know one person doing it. So photography seemed more plausible for me. And yeah. I was like, well, if I can actually do this and not have to work 9 to 5, <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> and back then you were listening to a lot of John Mayer, right? I did actually love John yeah. Mayer. How do you know that? <laughs> You're like, Loki. <laughs> What, what else were you listening to back then? Um, I feel like I grew up on like boy bands, like Jonas Brothers, like mm. Justin Bieber kind of thing, but also girl pop, like um, obviously Britney Spears. My mom was obsessed with Michael Jackson, like I was saying, so like I was watching Michael Jackson music videos before I watched Barney. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so just like a bunch of variation of almost all pop and like a little bit of R&B. Um, but yeah, I was definitely a fangirl. Like, big Jess McCartney, like, posters on my wall, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and were you already writing lyrics back then? Or how old were you when you started thinking more about it? I've been writing lyrics my whole life. Like, I remember in the same cassettes, like, my mom would use to write music on. Mm -hmm. I would make, like, there's, like, little cassettes of me when I was, like, five. Like, just singing things and just, like, trying to write things. So I've definitely, I've literally been writing music since I could speak. But, um as far as making it a career like actually like writing good music I would say probably like the last five years mm. like actually writing music that I would want other people to hear yeah. <laughs> like I'm really glad I wasn't releasing music like 10 years ago <laughs> after high school did you, <laughs> after high school did you go to college I did I went to a music school in Fort Lauderdale for a year and then I dropped out <laughs> oh. so it went really well what kind of was it just general music or was it more like songwriting or? It was more general music, but I was focused on songwriting. Mm -hmm. so. And your parents were supportive of you studying music? Yeah, my parents were super supportive. As, as I said, like my mom is obviously like just as creative and like always worked in some sort of art field. So yeah. she gets it, which is nice. And they still are very supportive of me, mm -hmm. so. But actually on the other hand, was she nervous because she knows how difficult it is to like live off music? She probably she was, was but I think she was just being mom supportive, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, where he would never tell you, hey, I'm a little stressed about you. <laughs> She's, I mean, she probably was, and she probably still is, to be honest. I'm stressed about me, so, obviously. <laughs> what made you want to drop out? Um, I, at the time, I was just putting music on, like, Instagram and, like, YouTube and, like, singing and stuff. And I had had a manager in L.A. hit me up and basically was just like come out to LA and work with producers or whatever and I had I was so green I had no idea anything about like even hearing my voice like recorded or like produced was there were your videos like going somewhat viral how do you know how they found it um I th they would do like kind of well on like YouTube and Instagram mm -hmm. and stuff like, I took like everything down but yeah it was just mostly like covers and just cute little videos and stuff um but yeah so I had this manager hit me up and he was like let me bring you to LA so I came to LA and like met a bunch of producers. It was like the first time I'd ever heard my songs recorded or produced out and ended up working with him. We're done with him, he's over, but <laughs> he kind of got me started out here mm. and like definitely got me like connected enough to actually do it. But 
Were you living in Nashville also? Yes, actually. I moved to Nashville after my one year successful college education. <laughs> and um, I was there for like about a year and a half. And I love Nashville. Mm -hmm. But well, What made you think of going there in the first place? Low key, I moved there for a boyfriend. <laughs> to be totally honest with you. I was like, I should move to LA. And then I dated a guy in Nashville. I was like, I can do music. And <laughs> It was but, more country. You couldn't really do the pop that you wanted. There is a pop scene in Nashville that I think is like growing for sure. I just I just need to be in LA and I knew the whole time I needed to be in LA. So when we broke up immediately, I was like, all right, I'm like, get your shit together. Why'd you move to Nashville? Go to LA, so. Yeah. <laughs> so how many people did you know when you first, like when you moved to after Nashville? Honestly, kind of a surprising amount, like oh, because yeah. I was coming out a bit and like was already working with a, a like a bunch of different people and like flying back and forth because I fly standby. So like I would oh, always yeah. just hop on flights and like come out here for sessions because I can fly for free. So, oh, so easy. Yeah. yeah, so it was nice. I was like, regardless of if I was in Florida or Nashville, I could still come out to LA. So I did know like a handful of people, mm -hmm. which is nice. And I've definitely like solidified like a friend group now yeah. being here for like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Which is good, but when I first moved out here, I was just hanging out with like hundreds of people just like trying to make friends. <laughs> and was it difficult for you to, for the first session that you were put in, to like open up about these like songs that you're sitting on so long you never really showed it to many people, right? Yeah, actually now thinking back, it's so crazy because now I'll walk into a session and just be like, this is what I want to write about, like yeah. just so confident. But I guess thinking back, I was like, yeah, this is the idea I wrote, like, on my floor, in my mm. bedroom, like, yeah, actually thinking about it, that was kind of terrifying. Yeah. But now it's like, breathing. <laughs> and when was the time, you said in previous interview that you were really depressed and like losing a lot of weight and anxiety and stuff? Um, I would say that was probably around the time that I decided to leave Nashville because mm. I kind of realized like I wasn't there for myself like I never really moved mm. to Nashville to like do something for me it was always for like other people so yeah after just I, were, I was working two jobs in Nashville and like just in a relationship and kind of doing music but not really and like when my relationship ended I would just like kind of hit a low point of like what am I doing like why am I here mm -hmm. so yeah my next step for me was always like one get your mental health right to go be somewhere where you can actually like thrive and like do what you want to be doing and what you were born to do. So yeah, then I got a standby flight to LA. <laughs> Making actually, it work. <laughs> actually for that, what kind of advice do you have for people who are going through the same thing? Which one, like breakup or like not, like uh, knowing if you're like really in your purpose? I guess kind of both, kind of. Um, well, I think they're two totally different things. Yeah. Like I think one, obviously relationships can be amazing, but if you're going through a breakup and it's like something that's like making you hit a low, like a low place, I feel like the best advice I could have given myself is like, you went through that all of that for a reason and mm -hmm. what, what your focus should be now is like, how can I give back to myself? Because if, if your relationship just ended, it ended for a reason. It's like, you need to be able to have things that you can give to yourself and like do for yourself. Um, and just like focus on that before anything else, like before even like finding someone else or anything else, just like, what can you do for you? And I don't think I asked myself that question enough. I was just always mm -hmm. giving other people. Um, but yeah, that, and if you're trying to do what you want to be doing in your career, taking a leap of faith, like I have a lot of friends that have quit their jobs, like corporate jobs and stuff like that to pursue like whatever, like modeling, photography, music. But yeah, so I feel like that initial leap of faith of like, okay, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to actually like, 
quit my job and like do what I feel like I need to be doing like I'm sure for you too like even yeah. moving out here and like mm -hmm. starting this like you have to take that leap of faith being like yeah it's gonna work and I have to put everything I have into it yeah so I think Nashville was a safe place for me where I knew I could work I knew I could like get by and like not have to really worry about if I could do music full-time and LA is terrifying <laughs> like, not comfortable at all but I feel like you need to be somewhere you're uncomfortable so you can grow so that's yeah that's yeah why I'm I love here. that <laughs> over the early jobs you were doing was it from like Spotify oh my or gosh. shows oh you mean like actual jobs or music jobs music jobs they're able to live off of um so I got pretty connected in like the sync world like doing writing oh. for like tv film stuff yeah writing for other people obviously writing for myself and doing my artist project what, what tv things um so I worked I was doing a lot of stuff for freeform and just like little sync things like for the fosters or like whatever just like commercials and stuff like that um which is cool it was like a it was a quick way to be like writing and doing music but still like working and making money and not having to like put things back into my project because obviously when you're not signed because I'm not it's yeah. like it kind of expensive to be an artist because you're having to do everything for yourself it's like mm -hmm. videos shoots like masters like album covers like everything is like out of pocket so it's like you have to be able to find other ways to make money until you are signed yeah. or like doing whatever but it's definitely a hustle, <laughs> but I love it. Technically, when I first moved out here, I like just started working with a bunch of different publishing companies, but my my manager's been helping me set up like a bunch of sessions as well, but I've mm. also booked a lot of sessions for myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. How did you meet your new manager? Um, I, he kind of stalked me, <laughs> and I was like getting emails from him, but I never saw them, and then <laughs> one day I was working with, um, Cody Ko, I don't know if you know him, he's a the YouTuber. YouTuber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, he, wait, he does music? Yeah, he does. It's like comedy rap kind of stuff. It's called Tiny Meat Gang. <laughs> oh, but it's actually okay. really funny. Right? It, They're yeah. hilarious. But the, actually, the music is great because Christian, who's one of my producers uh, that my manager also manages, he goes by Diamond Pistols, he was in that session engineering. Oh. And basically, he was like, hey, my manager loves you. And like, kind of like put in a good word because I guess my manager was like, put in a good word for me. Like, I want a manager. And I just had never seen the emails. Um, but yeah, super random. I always think like if I didn't do that session that day, like yeah, that's I wonder insane. if I ever would have like met Christian who did like Dead to Me and like met Conrad who's my manager kind of thing. So yeah, it's crazy. Mm. How did you realize it was the right fit? What do you mean, with management? Yeah, with him. Um, it's just kind of like when you know, you know, because for a long time I was not managed because when I first moved out here, I did start working with management. That was a whole messy story. Yeah, <laughs> that was like, everybody how do you has. know it's the right fit? Now? Yeah, you're like, how do you know it's the right fit? Give me the tea. <laughs> um, so that had to end, obviously. And like, I went probably a year and a half without management, just kind of did it for myself. And honestly, it was stressful, but like, mm. it's so worth it to wait until you have someone that actually wants to work for you and like, work with you. I would like so much rather be managing myself if I, would, if I didn't have Conrad, mm -hmm. so. Um, yeah, it's just like if you have a vibe with someone and you trust them and you know that they actually want to work for you It's so it's such a good feeling to know that you have like the right fit because management's so important It's like you're talking to them all of the time. It's like yeah. I talk to him more than I talk to like my mom <laughs> So you have to be like aware of like if that person actually like a you can actually trust them because I've, I've gone through that 
make sure you can trust them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and B, you have a good vibe with them and like you want to be talking to them all the time and like you want to be having to like show them all your music and talk to them about all the ins and outs of everything. But yeah. What was your inspiration behind Dead to Me? Um, so I guess Dead to Me was kind of like my end of taking any bullshit kind of song where it could kind of be about anything where mm -hmm. the day I wrote it actually my best friend had called me and told me the story about the guy that she was seeing how he like essentially cheated on her and slept with somebody else and so on the phone like before I was in my session I was like he's literally dead to me and I like had this like feeling yeah. of like that's happened to me before where like I just remember the moment of it being like oh you're dead you're dead to me <laughs> and um so I, that was like my initial inspiration going into it. And then I just kind of channeled that energy of like getting cheated on or any of that like, any of those moments where it's like you are actually done because that was just the most disrespectful, like hurtful thing you could have done. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of the, I can't take shit anymore from you. So even though you're still alive, you're kind of dead moment. Yeah. <laughs> and you have a big project coming out this year. Yeah, actually I do. It's. Um, I'm releasing Bitch Bops on April yeah. 26th, I think. Actually, what's the inspiration right? behind Bitch Bops? The inspiration behind Bitch Bops? Yeah. Um, kind of the same thing as Dead to Me, which is why I made that the initial single. Just like everything on Bitch Bops is just super sassy and empowering and just kind of like, I guess you could say bitchy, but at the same time, <laughs> it's like, I guess you could say bitchy yeah. with Bitch Bops. But I, wrote, I actually did write a song called Bitch because it's more of the idea of like, everyone's been in a relationship and gotten out and like had the person talk shit about you or been like oh she's a bitch or oh she's fucking crazy but it's like bitch for me I wrote it because it's like yeah I'm, I'm gonna be that bitch yeah. <laughs> if you wanna say that yeah cool I like make some money off that so let's roll with it but yeah the whole thing is just kind of like taking a negative experience and like making it empowering so mm -hmm. that's bitch bops <laughs> I love that how do you say your music has changed compared to the early songs you made um, I think that I've just become more, I think I've become more confident as a songwriter, as an artist. But I do think since I started writing songs, it's always kind of had the same idea of like, even if I was like totally heartbroken, which was like over that, it was like, how can I kind of twist this and be like, I don't want to hate you because I loved you. Or like, how can I kind of twist this to like, you know, I will be that bitch. <laughs> like, no. I will like find an empowering kind of like meaning to get through it because like life is hard and you have to just find a way to get through things and I guess music and songwriting for me is like literally been the way I get through everything mm -hmm. so how do you say you've grown as a person compared to when you were younger oh wow <laughs> <laughs> um I think I've just realized like obviously growing up in Florida it's like you're just in this small town and like you're not really seeing other cultures and other like experiencing anything other than just like what you're seeing every single day. I think like moving around and moving to LA has just made me realize like the world is so big mm -hmm. and like people, everyone is just trying to like latch onto something and like feel loved. And I think for a long time I was maybe thinking more about like myself and like thinking about others and like giving to others and just doing what I can to like show love. And I kind of realized that's the whole point of all of this mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think since I was younger I've definitely learned how to like love better and like you know treat the people in my life like they matter and like even people that aren't actually in my life like they matter and hopefully I've been doing that since I was younger <laughs> but yeah 
<laughs> Outside of that, what would you say have been your biggest challenges so far in your life? Hmm. Honestly, moving to LA is hard. Like, getting here at any mm -hmm. point, like, I'm sure you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're, probably, you're like, yeah, I'm definitely in that boat. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, you came literally from so much farther than me. I'm like, I came from Florida. It was so <laughs> it's hard. different. I feel like I'm city to city, whereas actually for you, it's a bit different. Yeah, that. I mean, kind of. That's a, one way to look at it. But I still think it's probably way harder for you. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, moving and, like, trying to pursue, like, what you want to do with your life yeah. is always terrifying. It's like, what if you fit? Like, there's a million different things that go through your head every day, especially as an artist or, like, a creative that are like okay what if you fail like what if I don't make enough money what if like people don't like me or like whatever else it is so I feel like moving here is that initial pressure of like okay if it doesn't work bitch like <laughs> you gotta go home and like that's so stressful and can be so stressful for so many people but like it's always challenging to try to like do what you feel like you were called to do and there's always gonna be way more things trying to stop you than trying to like push you along but I do think that was probably one of the most challenging things and it's still challenging. But like, yeah. here I am. <laughs> We're doing it. Yeah. We're both doing it. <laughs> what does love mean to you? Wow. I mean, love to like avoid being the most cliche person in the whole world, I guess it's kind of everything. Mm -hmm. It's like, there'd be no songs without it. There'd be no like, be nothing without it. So I feel like love is kind of everything to me where all of my relationships, my career, like, my my songwriting, like, everything is based around, like, how either I've been loved and it didn't work out, or, like, how I'm loving now. And, so, yeah, I guess love is literally just everything. Mm-hmm. Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? Dang. <laughs> You're really hitting me with these yeah. hard questions right now. <laughs> like, well, what's your legacy? <laughs> I mean... Literally in yoga this morning, this is so dumb, but like <laughs> they were literally saying like all that really matters at the end is like how you loved other people and like yeah. how many people you touched and like I definitely just want to be remembered for how many people I got to touch and like love in this life. So hopefully it's, you know, more than just that and hopefully my like pedestal is large enough to like really be able to reach and like help and like be able to show love to people, but even if it's like a small handful of people like I think that's probably the whole purpose of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for I having me. You're amazing. <laughs> Bye. Bye.